a lot of people don't look at the facts too in the sense they only look at the the weaknesses and the bad points saying oh it's only in the league he never performs in champions league at the end of the day he does get money to spend but then so do so many other coaches that don't even perform Pep Guardiola the only time he's won the Champions League is with Messi in Barcelona other than that Manchester City how, many, how much money did they throw in and throw in and countless amount of times he failed but I feel like uh, Conte doesn't get the appreciation he deserves and I think he'll only start getting that till he starts performing in Europe unfortunately all right everybody welcome back to IFTV and the Serie A audio experience I am here with our boys, we got Peter and Michael right across from us. That no works. Antonio today. There will be people in the comment section. There will be a big debate in the comment section. Let me know which team you are on. There's some people who they say, I only watch when Antonio comes on. And there are some people who say, when Antonio's not there, it's better. I don't know. Are you going to take Antonio's qualities now that you're sitting in his seat? I don't know about that. What's his qualities? Bad opinions? Um, <laughs> if I Funny. Funny. Okay. Great singer. That definitely not. <laughs> you don't think he's a good singer? No, I'm not going to take that quality. Oh, you're not going to take the quality. Yeah, yeah, what that's... qualities would you take? What's the one quality you would take from Antonio if you could? Uh, <laughs> his blissfulness. Like, he's so happy with nothing. You know, that's like, actually oh, true. <laughs> he said that's not a bad thing. He values. He values. I think he meant that Milan's not winning anything. I think that's how he meant it. However, <laughs> you want to take it. I like Antonio's. Uh, he's, he's charismatic. I that's think that's good. what you could say about him. Charismatic. I already have that quality. Right, Mike? Uh, right, Mike? Anto's even, <laughs> even more. He's high on life, that guy. Okay. I if, I like. speak, if I speak, we have problems. No, so uh, Michael and I, we have a very busy schedule today, later on. So that's why we, we couldn't do the night, night podcasts, mm -hmm. which uh, Antonio and my dad are not available for. We have not told them that we're not doing a podcast tonight. Yeah. If they find out, they're going to go crazy. Antonio's going to be pissed. But no one's even reached out. So, like... That's they true. They should know that, that Monday is a That's podcast true. night. Yeah. Peter reached out. You were the one that reached yeah, out. That's right. Because you know. Peter cares. Peter Peter's on the money. If there's one thing about Peter, you should Usually know it's is. that. Thank you. So there he is. And but I know we know why you're showing up. I needed the studio space to do a call. No. No. <laughs> what happened? Oh, Inter's in first Inter, place. Yeah. If Inter was now in first place, let's be honest. That's I don't standard. know if we'd see Peter it, as much. Inter's been winning now, so it's like a regular almost. Right? Listen. Like, it's not out of the blue. It's no news anymore. We're in first place. That's what I'm saying. You've been That's, first place. So he's not, very not careful with his words. <laughs> yeah, they, I swear, I was watching I was watching the Cagliari game in the morning, like early morning game, and I was just like, when, when Darmian scored, I was like, this Inter cannot draw points. Like, it is impossible for them to slip up. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable the way that Conte has turned this team around. But, like, it feels like everything is just going to... Go in. Do you feel, as an Inter fan, do you finally feel like optimistic where you're watching a match and you're like, you know what? No matter what happens in this game, I feel confident that we're going to actually win. Yeah. I think this team, even to the late dying time, and the team can play poorly, like we can find a way to win. And that's been uh, something that we've lacked since the Mourinho days. Like I remember when, you know, you can watch that treble winning team and, you know, they could even be down. And I remember the games that they were down. And you're like, listen, we we'll still get this. You know, if we score one, then that's all it takes, and we could just rebound. Um, and this Inter team shows that it has that um, willingness to not uh, give up and to go for for that win, or or even when they make life difficult. You know, versus Sassuolo, for example, um, where you're leading one nothing. Why stop playing? Why try to just narrow down? 
and uh, beat them on the counter. But listen, you have to accept certain things. That's Conte's style. It's always been. Even versus Cagliari, when Inter went up one nothing, they played a fantastic game. Um, you know, they were just unfortunate not to be able to score many goals. But Cagliari's goalkeeper played great. Cagliari has some good players. Um, but they score one nothing. What does he do? He takes out Sensi and he takes out uh, who was it? Erickson. Yeah. Both of them at the same time and puts Gallardini and Vecino <laughs> to defend. And in the subs. last ten minutes, Inter are like struggling now. Cagliari's putting on the pressure, and because we're letting, we're trying to like absorb the pressure. Uh, the, it it the changes the tempo of the game, of the game yeah. instead of going after them, instead of going to to win. I have one thing to say, and that's on on IFTV. One of the main who's one person that we talk about more than anybody, Conte. Conte, right? It's often brought up by the guy that usually sits right in front of me, Antonio. Which I understand his points in some respects. Um, I've also obviously been critical of Conte in certain aspects. Uh, Conte for me is one of the most underrated and probably one of the best league coaches in the world. I do not... I think that if you look at his resume, you can't deny that in the league, there are few, if any, coaches better than Antonio Conte. It is a proven fact at this point. Again, I've been critical of him in Europe. He has his faults. He has many faults, which I think, if he fixed those things, could make him into... One of the best coaches, honestly. Because for me still, I will say that, you know, you have to do better in Europe to become one of those top, top coaches. When we talk about Klopp, Guardiola, Zidane, you have to have European success for sure. But his record in the leagues speaks for itself. And he is one of, again, I'll add one more aspect. I said underrated league coach, rebuilders. What coach can rebuild a broken team to make them win again? He went to Juventus, where they finished 7th place twice in a row. He turned that team that, I don't care what anybody says, was not supposed to go and win right away. That Milan was better on paper than the Juventus. But with heart, with grit, with all the qualities that Conte brings, he made Juventus into a winning team. Chelsea, same thing. A team that was mostly broken, that they didn't think right away they could start winning again. They were in 10th place. They were in 10th place before. Yeah, before the last season before. They were in 10th place. He makes them win the league. With Italy and the Euros, we it's no secret that we don't have a, a generation of Italians that have been very good or they've been competitive. We knocked Spain out of the Euros the year that Conte was there. We went toe-to-toe with Germany and only lost in, in the penalty kicks. He's gone to Inter now, a team that hasn't won in a decade. They have not won in a decade, and he took these players and he won. Yes, you can say that uh, Juventus dipped down, Milan's not the same, yada, yada, yada. But you can't say that he's gone to three different clubs now and replicated it side by side, that he's not one of the best coaches. I I said league coach because, again, I will be fair and say that in Europe, he has done a very poor job. And I do think his approach needs to be changed or tailored. You could say whatever you want about his football, that it's not exciting, that it's not going to be what leads on forward. And, And I might agree with you, but you can't deny the fact of what he's done with this Inter, again, is absolutely incredible. I think you said. I think you said. Uh, well, I do feel like he gets criticized a lot. A lot of people don't look at the facts too, in the sense they only look at the the weaknesses and the bad points, saying, "Oh, it's only in the league. He never performs in Champions League, or he doesn't perform in Europe, or whatever." But you know, with uh, yes, 
at the end of the day, he does get money to spend, but then so do so many other coaches that don't even perform. You know what I'm saying? You could say even Pep, Pep Guardiola. Uh, the only time he's won the Champions League is with Messi in Barcelona. Other than that, Manchester City, how, many, how much money did they throw in and throw in? And countless amount of times he failed. And so many people put uh, Pep on a so much higher pedestal, I, I, I think. I, I do still think, obviously, Pep's a better coach than Conte. But I feel like uh, Conte doesn't get the appreciation he deserves. And I think he'll only start getting that till he starts performing in Europe, unfortunately. It also comes down to the style, right? Where you have a Guardiola who plays attack-minded football, mm -hmm. tiki-taka, you know. Uh, there's an enjoyment, let's say, of watching the, a Guardiola's team, right? Uh, whereas Conte is that uh, evil twin or that dark-sided mastermind, right? The, the, the crazy guy that just wants to defend and then just want, cares about winning and nothing else. And I think that also influences why people might choose or, or think that Guardiola is better than a Conte. Then it comes down to this pedigree, right? Guardiola has won uh, where he's gone. He's won leagues and he's also won in Europe, right? Or at least passed the group stage in Europe. Whereas Conte has struggled in Europe. And I, to be fair, but his only team like this year, this Inter team should have gone through the group stage. But... Um, in the past with that Juventus team even like uh, we should have done better maybe should have done better but it wasn't like they had this fantastic team that you say okay you know uh, you should be winning Champions League I don't know we I know Allegri Europa. went after we were in the Europa League and I don't remember who we went out to but the, the final was the final was yeah. in our home Benfica. Yeah. and we had a much better team than, than the others in Europa League but you League. see Europa League but with Europa League like a lot of these Italian teams for some reason they don't Care about fair enough, care about but we also went out of the Champions League in a poor. I think I think it's context too because like Galatasaray yeah. or like the I think it was Shakhtar too. If I remember, I don't remember exactly who it was, yes. but I remember the the it was more so the situation of how they went out that the that the approach was poor. No, you know because again I've always said you go to Real Madrid, you go out to Bayern Munich. There's it's understandable a little bit, you know. Then you have to compare the teams. But when you get to the point where your team should be you know better than them, you have to look at their approach. But I understand what you mean. Yeah, but but I also going back to the question, I, I don't think Conte is underrated. I think he's making a good amount of money, <laughs> and he's been recognized as being a top coach. You know, whether it be with Juventus, Chelsea, Inter, you know, now Inter, you know, he's won where he's where he's uh, coached. Um, uh, what does get him is his defensive approach, and that's where when you get into Champions League, you need. To change a little bit, you're not you're not going to be able to win games if you just sit back because the, the attacking the the other teams don't have that same uh, fear, let's say, of saying okay we can go up but we might let one in. You know, let's rather stay back. How come it worked in in Premier League though? Because Premier League's obviously like we're we're seeing all the Premier League teams who do well in Champions League. See, like I feel like my mind would be slightly slanted if I didn't already know that he won in Chelsea. Because he's done it in the Premier League, which is a very fast pace. Usually the teams that attack, he's done it there. So how come he can't do that in Champions League? Well, his approach might be defensive, but the game still has to be played. Like, look at this Inter team. This Inter team scores the most goals in the league. And when they play, they play. You know, they're, they're playing from the back. It's not like an old-fashioned football game. This is, you know, the guys that are moving the ball in the back, when you have Bastoni, De Vrij, Skriniar, 
there's not many uh there's i think very few defenders that can can hit the ball and move the ball the way that uh inter's backline does and you you know i even with the real madrid games in the champions league there were times where they put pressure on some of these teams even last year going to when inter versus barcelona like that first half inter could have easily scored the two goals and like they would have had an advantage on, on barcelona mm-hmm. um so they've they've ha- they have the quality and Conte has the ability to make this team play an attack-minded game. And he's even mentioned it, I think, in the last press conference or maybe a couple uh, before that, where he said, you know, we can play from the back and we can play enjoyable football, but when it comes down to winning, I want to play my style that I know is is uh, perfected. Let's say, and we see it: eleven straight Serie A wins, Inter eleven points above. Milan and looking like they're going to be on on the way to to win the scudetto. Always oh, so scared to say. But my question is how come how come <laughs> this can be how come he could have so much success? Cuz his success in leagues is ridiculous. It has to be up there with with some of the I don't know percentages, I don't know the math on, you know, first season this and that, but I'm sure it's up there. But how come he hasn't been able to replicate that in Europe in Champions League? Champions League is a whole other beast, man. You have the whole Why? away game. Cuz they're harder teams, I think. But are they harder teams when he There's goes to Premier League teams. and wins? It's not even about the harder teams. It's just uh, the the game itself has that added pressure. And I think the teams that you verse, as far as the harder team, you have better quality players that if you don't score, they're going to score. But you could also say Italy at the Euros is almost like a very similar competition where it's a knockout. Because my, my my thoughts started to go to, oh, maybe he's good in a league where, you know, over a long period of time you'll win. And then when you have to do the one-on-one, maybe he's a little bit, he struggles a little bit in the tournament. Because Champions League is like a tournament type style. But also in the Euros, Italy to me, I don't care what anybody says, was super impressive considering the quality that they had beating Spain and, and going toe-to-toe with Germany. So it's not the tournaments. Well, I think... As long as he gets out of the group stage, Inter would have, would have been a team to reckon with. Like, nobody would have want to play versus them. So, even we saw in Europe, in the Europa League, I mean, he made it all the way to the final. So, uh, there's it's just a matter of, I guess, there's this mental block or even the team not playing. <laughs> Conte can only do so much. We saw it even this year, like Borussia Mönchengladbach game. Like we just had yeah, to score. That's some that chance, and we couldn't, couldn't score. Conte could do whatever he wants, but you know you have to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. Question for both of you: Who is a better league coach than Antonio Conte? All right, guys. Today we have our new and one of our first sponsors right now from Manscape. They are supporting IFTV's podcast. It is brought to you by Manscape, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming hygiene. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Europe and Australia is about to get a lot less hairy. We know we've got all of you Europeans and Australians out there. Happy Australia Day, by the way. Great day for this. That's right, folks. If you live in Europe, you can now purchase Manscaped products. If you live there, you've gone years without using the right tools for the job. Michael was just telling me before. Mike, what, what's your story? Dude, my last um, my last trim I had, uh, first of all, it nicked like crazy. This That's one, no I even rushed. I, I wanted to make a mistake. <laughs> and no nicks, no. I almost got mad that I didn't get them. Because I was, I was going quick with it. And yo, it's waterproof. You could do it in the shower. The flashlight is sick. 
and the battery lasts so long, so it's night and day so much Michael, better than my, than my that is one. why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped and engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest bowl hair trimmer ever created and just now released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is what we have right next to us. Like you said, Michael, uh, featuring cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology. Pioneered by Manscaped. What I'll tell you is this is premium. Mike, how premium does Dude, that feel? This is really, really high premium. You think it's three times the amount of the cost, but it's so much cheaper. And plus the referral code that we have for you guys, even cheaper, right? 20% off if you use IFTV right now. Guys, that is IFTV. Use that code. You will get 20% off this entire package, even the ball toner, everything that is available over here. We even had people send us videos. We had somebody send us a picture that they ordered with our code. We've had tons of people through our Instagram. So guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code IFTV at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code IFTV, your balls will thank you. Guys, go do that. Let's get back to the show. Peter, Michael, whichever one has an answer first. Um, league coach. Better league coach. If you're going into a league, just a league, and you have somebody that you could put at your disposal, who would you choose over Antonio Conte? No, Is there anyone? No one comes to mind for domestic league coach and Conte. Is it fair honest. to call him one of, if not the best league coach? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, he's up there. I don't, you know, you can say Guardiola, you can say. Uh, would you even say Mourinho now? Or I don't think you could say that. Nah, no. Mourinho's kind of fallen off. Yeah. Um, Ancelotti. Guardiola. Ancelotti's, Before I would say, more of a Champions League coach, like a tournament coach. Um, if Guardiola. you could take uh, Conte in the league and, cha and Ancelotti <laughs> in the Champions League. You're winning it all, right? Be nice uh, The trouble balance. is back to back. Listen, I like Zidane. So, if I just to make an argument, I think Zidane is that coach. I don't think it's enough to he, prove Zidane. He's... Yeah. he's Great in the big games, man. His team, for some reason, they respond to him. And there's the Liga right now. There's a three-headed, you know, horse race. Yeah, they're like a two points, I think, separate the top three or yeah. something like that. Follow Culture on Instagram. Yeah, follow Culture on Instagram because it's interesting. What else we got, Mike? Um, if we want to move on to a different game, uh, moving on from here, we talked a I'll, lot about... I'll Inter. promote the April 16th, our new merch drop, just so everybody knows. We'll, we'll pop those uh, those shirts on the screen. Get ready Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Our next, our first of 2021, actually. Um, so make sure you head on over to ItalianFootballTV.com. Sign up for our email list for exclusive news and updates. And it was also nice. We didn't have any screaming yet. It's kind of weird. It's a, this is strange. It's a very civil conversation. Yeah. Something I'm not used to, you know? Yeah, I know. Usually we're like about to throw a fist. Like we're, uh, yeah. I, th I feel like we have a line. There's usually a line, right? <laughs> and we get very close to the line where like soon a fist could be thrown. A hand might be slapped, you know? We, we get close to that. Right now we're very. You got you to gotta give like the little cheek. You know, when you grab Pinch the guy's cheek? cheek? Yeah. I don't that, like that. that. Cause, exactly. <laughs> I don't like that. That's that what you do. Me. Like, you, you do it in a sly mm. way where you get a guy mm. like that. You're like, mm, yeah, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, I love you. And you like, it's, a, it's like what I do to Michael when I beat him in football. I'm like, I go, it's okay. And you just give him a pat. Yeah, that's, that's that hurts. That's a little, a little. I hate that the most. That bothers you. I don't you. recall. Oh, yeah. I don't recall. Oh, you, don't oh, you want to go play right now? <laughs> so Where since we we're now? so since we're talking about Antonio, I guess it's only fair um, that we talk about Milan. Milan against Parma. They won three one, but I feel like it was a little. Uh, it was a little bit of a strange one too. 
Uh, they're up 2-1, uh, 2-0, then went 2-1. But then Zlatan actually got a red card too. A lot, there was a lot of question marks on this, on what happened and stuff. A lot of people said uh, if he was talking back to the referee or something like that. But it yeah. uh, seems like uh, Milan did get the job done. Um, they left it late, and then they got a counterattack at the end, and Leao scored the goal, still cementing themselves in second place, just a point above Juventus. And uh, no, I don't think there was too much to say about this, but I wanted to add, uh, Pete, do you think they can maintain that second place, or do you think it's only a matter of time till Juve kind of overtake them in that spot? Because it's only one point. I think Atalanta has a better chance of overtaking them. Oh, I think to the second way Atal- place? Yeah, I think the way Atalanta plays, you know, uh, they're in this to to the end. Um, now it's interesting to see the direct games. You know, that's that's now that you look at these last what nine games that we have. Yeah. We're gonna see who we, we play have them to on verse. Sunday. Yeah, so Juve versus Mil- Atalanta on Sunday. Oh, Juve Atalanta, yeah. and then also I think Milan Juve is if I'm not. Yeah, it's soon. It's soon it's, too, it's right? within these last yeah. games. So there's a lot of head-to-head games that if Milan cements so. themselves and, and beats versus Juve, yeah, beats Juve game. They'll maintain that position, but the biggest thing is just staying in that fourth spot because you have also Napoli that are right on the on only three points on away the, from on the top tails. four. Yeah, so and Napoli versus Inter, I think this upcoming weekend. Check yeah, what it yeah. what it is, but Milan's away form has been like ridiculous. I think it's out of fifteen games they've won thirteen, um, which is which is pretty amazing for Milan. Yeah. Again, Milan's yeah. doing everything right. This season is a total. This season is a massive success. I really don't care what anybody says. I'm tired of that narrative against them. Uh, second place, anybody would have signed for this uh, in the beginning of the season. They would have signed with both hands. They would have said, okay, no matter where you are. Second place, still for pushing sure. forward. Uh, we'll see if they are able to keep going with that. I'm a little concerned with Zlatan. I don't know. how He's gotten a few red cards now yeah. and moments where he could have screwed his team over because Parma uh, were building... You know, you could say they were building, you know, into the match a little bit. Um, so I thought he risked a lot with his team. And if, again, saying something stupid, at the age that Zlatan's at, with the experience that he's at, for me, it's not a smart, uh, wasn't smart by him. Supposedly there was a loss in translation. And I don't know. I know. I think Milan are going to push to try to get that suspension taken off. But supposedly he said something else, and and the referee interpreted or or heard something different, mm. and that's what caused him to get the red card. Did you see Rizzoli said that they're testing to uh, to have what we've been asking for explanations to uh, to the rest of us fans, which would be perfect if they a, a review where they say, okay, this was decided because of this. They tell all of us, and then we could live yeah, in peace. More transparency for sure. That's a little very bit important. Well, yeah. go go through the topics that we have. I do want to also say, since since it's Milan, since it's Antonio, as Mike gets the next topic. Uh, on Sunday, I went to uh, the office with the new Campo Basso ownership, the North Six Agency, and we and Antonio was there. We watched Campo Basso. Uh, we had Campo Basso on one screen. There was Juve two. Um, and they won four zero Campo Basso. They're still in first place with five points ahead, but Notaresco has a game in hand. Uh, yeah, we put I put Antonio on the spot. And I was like, uh, Anda, why don't you teach everybody your song? I swear to you, all of them there, number one, they already knew the song. They were already like singing it. Antonio got so nervous to go up. It's the first time, you know Antonio how he is. He's always talking big. He's always saying this and that. He was terrified to go and sing his song. He's like, no, don't put me on the spot. There's too many people. I'm nervous. And we ended up, I ended up pushing him to be able to do it. I was like, no, come on, you got to do it. And even the little kids, like they knew the song by heart. So we ended up putting uh, Antonio. It doesn't sound like Antonio. I know. It doesn't sound like Antonio. He was also bragging. He says, everybody, everybody who has the name Antonio is a, is a, a performer. 
because it was Don Di Domenico Antonio from Camobasso and a few others. So he was saying this during the game. And then the second the game ended and I put him on the spot to go sing, he's like, oh, no, I can't do it. He's probably not a real Antonio. He's a I fake Antonio. I think he has a different name. He just <laughs> uses the name Antonio. Probably. Uh, so, but yeah. yeah, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, also, a little historic info too. Atalanta, uh, Fiorentina versus Atalanta, first time ever was televised on ABC, American Television, which is great. Uh, it was also a pretty great game too. There was five goals. Atalanta ended up winning, but um, Fiorentina were down 2-0. They scored 2-2. Uh, then Atalanta got the third one. When speaking of Atalanta, uh, Fiorentina scoring, Vlahovic is the one that got two goals over there. And we have a nice little staff for him. He's actually the first player born after 2000, uh, the year 2000, to reach 20 Serie A goals. There's been a lot of talk about him also. Um, I, we feel like uh, Vlahovic has some kind of ego because he, he did say, I want to get, I could get to Haaland's level. And uh, he's only 21 years old, which is uh, pretty good. There's a lot of teams also interested in him. Uh, I think Milan being one of the teams that are keeping, uh, keeping eyes on him. But uh, he already has more goals, more than double than last season already in less games. So he's definitely transforming into a pretty good player right now. He became the fourth player born in 2000 or later to score 20 career goals in the top five leagues other than Sancho, Holland, and Keane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's actually, a lot we, of people we owe, talk we owe about a big him, apology though. to my dad for making fun of him for Vlahovic. He called us one. Bring that up. Bring he that called us one. Yeah, my dad said when he, when he saw Fiorentina train when Vlahovic's first year, he said, this guy's going to be amazing. He doesn't miss a shot. Then he wasn't that good, so we kind of the like busted season. his chops. Uh, but now he's been really good. And listen, yeah. to be fair, Serie A defensively is very hard to break down. So, you know, this kid, obviously the first year they had last, you know, last year, new ownership, a lot of new things, uh, probably... Uh, not messed with him, but it was a there was the growing pains, and even early on in the season, if you remember, he wasn't getting on, catching on right away. There was talks in January that Fiorentina needed another striker, and then since January, I think he's been put in the right uh, you know mind frame where he's scoring almost every week, you know, and then even coming back playing versus Atalanta and getting those two goals doesn't matter how you score him as a number nine. The important thing is putting it in the back of the net. And he's got the qualities. You know, we're talking about Antonio's qualities. This guy's got qualities for a number nine. He is quick. He's strong. He's big. He can hold up the ball. And he's got a nice shot. Um, so I really interesting to see what happens mm -hmm. next year when he's going to be able to be cemented into a project. And hopefully Fiorentina is going to have a better season than what we've seen this year with a with a real coach and and a, a, a real project. You think he's going to stay? If if I'm Fiorentina, if I'm Vlahovic, obviously you're always gonna look for the next destination. If it's a, a better project and a, a chance to play in Champions League or whatnot. If I'm Fiorentina, I'm keeping him next year because that's gonna be the year that he explodes, and he's still that young age. And if your project is to to make it into Europe eventually within the next two to three years, this is a guy you want. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you, obviously, on the Fiorentina side. Um, for some reason, I don't know where the, there's, there's a little voice inside of me that just keeps saying Milan. It's like Milan, Milan, Milan. That's Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Marco, I think but you just want Antonio on the podcast. No, 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 absolutely not. I'm saying for Vlahovic. Anytime absolutely I see, not. <laughs> I already, for some reason, I just got this image of Vlahovic in a Milan jersey wearing the number nine, breaking the curse and playing for Milan. I, feel, I still breaking feel like Milan curse, still need that. that still still want a striker. And I think that this guy could be the perfect guy. But again, I, 
I have like post-traumatic uh, stress. Is it is that the word? Yeah, yeah. You know, like what I'm talking about. Where I've seen Belotti do like so good. You know, Milan were about to spend like crazy money on him. Then he failed. Piontek, same thing. So for some reason, these number nines in Serie A scare me. Yeah, but the thing is, Belotti is not a Vlahovic. Belotti was always that hardworking guy. This guy Vlahovic can beat you. You know, on a one v one dribble, he yeah. can. You know, you see his shots are more. He's got a more educated technique. And let's say a, a, a Belotti. Educated. More educated technique. Yeah, well, that's what they that's say in Italian. That's a very nice way of saying it. foot, you know. <laughs> um, but to the Milan point, if you think about it, the next year, Milan looked like they're going to keep mm-hmm. Ibrahimovic. They already agreed, right? Um, so Vlahovic might not be too thrilled to make his way over to Milan and not play. Mm-hmm. Or risk sitting on the bench where he can maybe stay for one more year in Fiorentina and, and then the, the following year make yeah. a decision. Both for Fiorentina saying to you know sell him for a lot more, or him having the chance to to show more Listen, of himself. If Milan get in Champions League, it's gonna be a big year for them. It's gonna oh, yeah. be a big. They're it's gonna be the first time in a long time that Milan actually get to the Champions League, and that's I feel like that's really the cusp. Like even Inter, once they got to qualifying for the Champions League, it's the time that you could actually start building a, a rebuild process uh, progress. Yeah. Because like until you get that, like you're still getting the Europa League revenues. It's not the same. It's not the same caliber also for the players that you will attract. Um, so I think that that's a kick front where they could actually push forward and do something important. The one thing, now that we're saying, since we're talking about Milan, is Donnarumma, who he's got these contract problems. Again, uh, there's, you know, the reports that Mino Raiola wants a lot more money than Milan are offering. Milan want to put a deadline um, on when they're going to get a yes or a no from Gijo because He's going to an expiring contract where then he would be a free agent, which would be a total disaster for uh, a kid as good and as young. Um, and, you know, we see him as a future captain for for AC Milan. He's one of the the banderas that you would say of the, of the team. But this problem, even Costa Curta said, uh, he, he criticized him a little bit, saying not, not to keep kissing the badge. He said, why do you keep kissing the badge? He goes, put more action into it instead of kissing the badge. Because you kiss the badge now in front of everybody, but then behind the scenes, you do these contract issues and I know even the Inter players like a f- there's a few of them I think Brozovic Skriniar I don't know who else they didn't even negotiate their renewals with uh, their agent and I know they're not as hot prospects as as Gijo is and when you get Mino Raiola in it's a different scenario but still could be cause of course we know how Mino's antics are yeah. we, we know what he does for his players there was a whole Donnarumma case you know just a few years ago where then he got six million a year he got his brother on a contract and he stayed are we going to relive that that whole entire saga? Because that summer was absolutely ridiculous. It's not what Milan needs, you know, going into this year. Yeah, well, it's hard when you deal with a guy like Mino. He knows what the, the market rate is, right? Exactly. And that's yeah. the hardest thing for Milan. Because in Italy, we know the salaries are not even close to what the salaries are in England. And what Mino could get for Donnarumma in Spain, or because he's going to attract the top clubs. Um... So Milan have to make a decision. Do we, you know, give him what we want or give him give him close to what he wants? Or do we make a decision to go somewhere else? The only thing is Donnarumma is a young guy that could be there for a long time. And uh, he's a top goalkeeper. Top. You know, Antonio says he's number one in the world. 
I don't I don't know if he's number one, but he's definitely close, and he's in the top five for his age mm-hmm. and you know for his capabilities. For his Dude. age, you can't deny that he's like yeah. he's the top yeah. of yeah, his age for sure. Probably under twenty five. I don't know if there's a keeper out there that's better yeah. than him. No, I think he's definitely up there. But I want to ask you guys: Do you think this is just a bluff? Like if they just say no or just get closer, uh, he gets me no mad. Do you think he's actually gonna? Uh, they're thinking about moving to a different club, or you think you're just gonna put his foot down and be like, "Listen, I don't care if we're not meeting that thing. I want to stay I over think, here." I think if they didn't get Champions League this year, then it would be serious. I think it would be very serious. But I think that also, you know, all the odds, all the the cards are in in the favor of Donnarumma. He's been one of the only bright spots in the past few years. Uh, he's building for the future. Any team in the world is going to want Juju Donnarumma. So everything's going forward. Do I think Donnarumma would prefer to stay in Milan? Yeah, I think so. You're getting in Champions League. Uh, you're comfortable there. The fans love you. But at the end of the day, like he said, you're going to you're gonna do well almost anywhere that you go. So he wants to make sure that he's paid as a top player. I think in the end, Milan will pay him and he'll stay. But there is sort of a risk that it could go the other way. But I think with Champions League, it'll be fine. And it also comes down to the player himself. You know, there's... You know, look at Lukaku. You know, Lukaku dropped Mino. You know, Mino's arguably one of the best uh, agents. In Did he there. drop Mino? He dropped Mino. Really? Yeah, yeah. He switched. Who else yeah, dropped so. Mino? Some Insigne. Insigne dropped Mino because he didn't like what, yeah, uh, yeah, what right. he was doing. Right. So, uh, in the end, Donnarumma is going to have the power and decision to make. Uh, but I think Milan will, will come close to the, the number. Asking for they would right. get him. Also, because if they risk losing him for yeah. free, They're it's going to... It's gonna be worse off. So rather you buy them. Uh, I'm sorry, you pay for what it is. You get a contract of three, four years, whatever the case might be. And then if you feel that you know you're not gonna be able to maintain them or or it costs too much, then you could always look to to put them on the transfer market. But you know, number one goalkeeper like that, there's very few. Look at Buffon. You know, Buffon with Juventus, I think every year gives even maybe an extra seven or so points to Juve. For sure. Like you said before about grabbing, how'd you grab Mike by the cheek? Show no, me. You don't know. Show me one more time. That's what Maldini's gonna do to Donnarumma. He's like, "Hey kid, stop with that shit over there. You're <laughs> renewing. You're staying here. Otherwise, didn't Fossil Belly like smack him in the back of the head when they ring you too? Mira Belly. What did I Mita, say? You said Fossil Belly. You uh, you did the no. I, the I did that. No, I did that. Belly was the one that smacked per, him. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was like too weak looking to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Belly was the one, but guess what? It didn't matter. Exactly. He slapped he, him, he but he didn't money, slap right? any points. Where where are we going next? What uh, other topics we got? Yeah. So I want to go over. There's been some controversy in term with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, this time, but uh, he's been accused of something that he didn't really do. A lot of uh, there was some news going around that Ronaldo threw the Juventus jersey after after their last game that they played but realistically a uh, good thing Romeo Agresti was actually at the stadium and uh, you know he's one of the most reliable Juventus journalists out there and he actually uh, said that uh, the ball boy asked for the jersey and he took it off and threw it at the ball boy and a lot of people just assumed he threw it on the floor so we always want to th- there are so many rooms and a lot of people were DMing us if this is true if this is not true and stuff so we always want to um, uh, be sure to eliminate like the bad rumors and stuff like that to keep that uh, because there's always like uh, stuff swirling around whether it's true or not there's always rumors like Gazeta's that. newspaper front page was wild with, S- with saying what happened with this Ronaldo right? it's crazy uh, the Ronaldo news um, shout out to Romeo. He's a great, he's a great friend, he's and he's uh, yeah. he always tries to do things the right way. 
Uh, but yeah, there was always a whole story. And, and I think you always get that. Every every once in a while, you get some of these reports. I remember it happened with Manolas, with Messi, right? That's right. Uh, it's happened a few times in the past where, you know, sometimes an angle cuts out and you think you saw something on TV and all it takes is a couple of people on Twitter to start writing this. And, blows and then up, guess what? Man. Everybody's a sheep that they just keep reading that. And I don't blame anybody. You know, I understand where that comes from. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it, it happened after the three-one win for Juve. Uh, but like I, like Mike said, you know, we want to try to we want to try to do this a lot more at IFTV. Obviously, you know, put our hands up in there. We've been uh, on the wrong end of this at times, uh, where we've said a story that didn't have full context or full perspective. When you get excited about posting something, but I think that's one of the main focuses of us right now is we want to be more so look into and, f- and show full context of the story. Just like we did the other day with Dybala. There was a Dybala story where the entire story, it had five different sources saying different things. So rather than just putting one that sounds the most exciting, that's the most clickbait, show the entire perspective of what it is uh, and then let everybody, we always say take everything with a grain of salt. I always, anytime I see something crazy that's said, I immediately think it's fake until I prove that it's not because it's better to take you know a story like that that it's fake and then prove that it's true then the reverse. And same thing with Lukaku, where there was a Lukaku story in Corriere that was saying, oh, you know, they want to sell him, which a lot of it, it's clickbait to get you to click into it. But then when you read the article or it's you read the full context, <laughs> then guess what it says? It says, oh yeah, but Inter's not going to sell him. So you just click into it. And, and we have to be more careful too in making sure that we always show the full perspective in that. So it's one thing that we're going to try to improve on. But that was a story that went around, um, of course, that attracts headlines. It's all about the controversy. It's all about what, like you said, what sells. Unfortunately, that's their uh, bottom line is they have to sell newspapers and they have to be the talking point. But at the same time, I think that there's an opportunity to also give the people what they want more too. Because I think everybody is getting scared with this fake news that's always going around. Like that's a big topic, right? So people don't know what to trust. So I think that if we could come in as the ones that you can trust, Mm -hmm. it could be like the niche in the market where it's like, okay, you know what? Everybody usually you want that and you might still look at it, but then you go to, just like Fabrizio Romano, he's a perfect example. He never does like that kind of stuff. He's always way more reliable. reliable. And then your brand gets built a lot more. No, of course. But I'm saying the the newspapers, when they're going to look to sell, that's, that's their, uh, you know, the reason for it is to say, okay, we're going to make this headline and we're going to make this uh, story. Let's see what happens. If we have enough sources, we'll piece it together. <laughs> and, and if they don't have enough sources, they still they still piece it together in their own way. It's true. You've been 1-3-1 against Genoa, a game that almost became rocky um, a little bit at the end after Skamaka scored a, a header. Um, Weston McKenney, our boy, scored. Uh, he's got six goals in the league this year. He's a Juve midfielder with the most goals. It's his first time in Serie A. Juve obviously bought him. Uh, they took him on. We've been very adam- adamant, and I think we all agree that he's been Juve's best midfielder. Probably one of the best midfielders of the past few years, too, I, I should add. Almost out of two on, sure. on Juventus. And uh, super consistent. I love also, like, obviously there was the whole controversy with the party, which, again, another thing that was overblown in my opinion. Um, but guess what? You have everybody saying this. The only thing you could do in this uh, in this position is perform. Gets an assist, gets a goal, and guess what? That's what everybody starts remembering. That's what everybody's talking about. Look at Dybala last week where Dybala scores. That's what you focus on. So I think that it's a good sign if you want to read into things in terms of see how does, does, does that cripple a player because that shows their true character. Are they going to be able to overcome these humps in the future or will anything that's said in the newspaper be able to affect the team? So I think so far for Juve, listen, 
they're fighting to stay in the top four right now. The goal is Champions League. Uh, I think I do feel like they'll get second place. I disagree with both of you who said Milan and Atalanta. I think Juve will get second place. Um, that's just my where, where I lay in, in the prediction. But that's really much how the season is going. See what happens. Follow the signs as to who you build on. Chiesa, again, phenomenal. Just phenomenal performances. See who you keep. See what coach is going to be for next season. See the positive players who have been able to perform despite all the negativity that's around them and really build on top of that. That's how I'm, that's how I'm looking at the final few games of the season. Uh, I mean that's a good uh, that's a good uh, what do you call a starting point because I want to move on to the on to Juventus still with uh, Pirlo. Pirlo actually rated himself his performances so far as a coach as a six point five I believe uh, six, uh, six, six, six out of ten. That's how it, which I found a little strange too. He like critiqued himself. Uh, do you guys agree with that rating so far? P, what do you think? You think he was honest, or you think it could have been more, could have been less? Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> six is sufficient. I think uh, Juventus making Champions League is is sufficient enough. Um, Scudetto, anything more than that, if he were to, you know, win the Scudetto or or get past what stage he's he's gone past in in Champions League, then you know maybe a seven, eight, and on. Uh, this Juve team obviously has a lot of new faces, and um, you know Inter. If you want to say we're we're favorites, or we knew it was going to be a tougher battle this year uh, compared to last year, um, so six, yeah, that's fine. I have no, I have no issues with it. I agree what with six think? actually too. I think six out of ten is a very fair rating for him. Uh, I think obviously all U fans they they've been spoiled for the past nine years where you think you're always going to win, but guess what? You're not, you're not always going to win. It's the normal cycle of football. It's the normal cycle of the way things go. Eventually, you're not going to win every single year in a row. The more you win, the harder it becomes. I think it was Conte who said, winning is hard. Continuing to win is even harder. So every year that they've had to uh, double down on that was, was tough. So it was always going to be tough for Pirlo. I think he's starting to get a sense of the team. I, I mean, at least I hope. And I think that, you know, you've seen signs of it. Um I don't think, you know, really, I think Inter was a better team. And I think they deservedly won Scudetto because that's, they were the best team overall. I think that even if you had Allegri, right, which everybody says, oh, if you had Allegri, Juve would have won. I don't know about that. I don't, I wouldn't be so sure that if you have Allegri, you're going to go in and win the uh, the league. You know, maybe you would have done better. Maybe the gap would have been closer. You wouldn't have dropped as many points. But ultimately, I still think that Inter was the best team and Conte was the best coach for the, for the year. Uh, so that's just to touch upon that. I agree with six out of ten. Okay, that's fair. Uh, now moving on to something. We're talking about struggling now. I want to go to another team that I feel like is struggling compared to last season. Lazio got a clutch win uh, against Verona with a Milinkovic-Savic header. And they won 1-0, keeping their Champions League hopes alive. But uh, the person that I wanted to add that is struggling is Ciro Immobile. He hasn't scored since February 7th. 749 Serie A minutes he hasn't scored. This, this is the current Capocanieri uh, from last season. Now, guys, what is Is it him now playing well? Is his team not playing well? Like, what's going on with Ciro Immobile? Because before the season started, I predicted him to get Capocanieri again. Oh, yeah, and he's, I don't know, I don't know what the problem is. Because uh, if we want to add something else, Luis Alberto still hasn't registered, registered assist the Serie A season. So maybe it's... Uh, Pete, your boy. Yeah. Immobile. What do you think? My boy. Just no, pick, I mean, picking your brain. For a striker, that's not... Unacceptable, man. 
it really is unacceptable because you you haven't scored in literally two months. Your job is to put the ball in the back of the net as a number nine. And then the players that Lazio has, I understand Luis Alberto hasn't registered an assist, but you know, uh, there's a lot of players that are feeding you the ball. And if you're not scoring, there's a reason. Lazio is not a, let's say, a, look, look at, for example, look at Crotone, right, with Simi. Simi scoring left and right. Well, you know, you, you know, and the team is not necessarily the best of teams. Bring him to the Italian national team. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so it's too streaky. You know, a lot of strikers are streaky. Like once they see the ball actually get in the back of that, they start scoring more. So maybe he just needed he needs some more penalties. You know, last year Lazio got a lot of <laughs> yeah, penalties. Ah, so putting the ball in the back of the net got him uh, that confidence. So if he was on goals. Milan, you're saying he would have more goals. Oh, forget it. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait because we've got uh, Azzurri Fan Phil coming on Sunday for the Inter versus uh, Napoli match. And he is a big Immobile fan. He criticizes us all the time over yeah. here because we're not the biggest Immobile fan. I think it's fair to say none, none of us have stuck up for Immobile. For the Azzurri, uh, for at, the least. Azzurri, for the Azzurri. at least. Uh, and that's where Phil always gives us shit for it on uh, on Twitter. But I think now we're going to have a nice banter to see between the two. Like, let, I want to see what he's going to come exactly. back out for this. Just watch the Northern Ireland game and you explain for yourself. Let's see I mean, that. Let's see that for Sunday. <laughs> Let's save it for Sunday when we tell them directly. Also, uh, other guests that we're gonna have. We have a packed schedule this week, actually. Uh, Tuesday tomorrow, we're gonna be live for Champions League. We're gonna have Mike LaBelle, um, who's coming for the game. He's gonna PSG be for the Bayern. live live stream. And uh, we'll watch both games. We'll watch both games. Um, and then on Wednesday, uh, we've got Elijah, who's coming. Uh, you've probably seen like all his videos on Bleacher Report. He's hilarious. So he's coming for Liverpool Real Madrid. Uh, so yeah, packed schedule, and uh, we'll be live for those games. What else? Yeah. We got any more topics? Or uh, we're just conclude? a couple more. Uh, basically, uh, we quick. want best wishes for Daniela De Rossi. Uh, we know that he got hospitalized due to COVID, but uh, Sky Sport did say he's uh, in stable condition. So best wishes to him. Uh, hopefully, he'll be out soon. We all his know he's a warrior. Said, his medic said that he's going to be home soon. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, doing better. Exactly. he's, he's going to be discharged. Uh, That's crazy, very though. Soon. It is. The it picture is. scared me when I saw that. He still had a smile, right? right? Underneath, I think you can still see yeah, he had a smile on his of, face. Of course. And uh, still sticking on the Roma theme, uh, Zaniolo pretty much uh, confirmed that his goal is to come back for the for the World Cup for that Zuri. And Mancini also said 70% chance he's most likely not going to play in the Euros, Euro. which is really heartbreaking because we had we had our hopes for him to see him in the Euros and him coming back since we all know the Euros were pushed uh, till this summer which when it was hopes. last summer we have no? enough good midfielders I would not force it no not for just hoping that he'd be back is no, what I'm not saying really. I didn't have really? hopes that he was going to be back no, no I didn't think so the ACL it takes a lot longer than people the determinations are always get they set back they yeah they, they try to rush it which is not a smart idea we have enough midfielders at our disposal guess what let the guy come on. Let no, him come yeah. back when he needs to come back. Yeah, I was not expecting. Right. In my head, and it's also one thing that we were putting online. Like every time we put that Zuri formation, we were never putting Zaniolo because we never thought he was going to come back. I know people were mad at us. They're like, put him back. He's going to be back. But you don't rush, especially with the knees. You have to be even more careful. Very fragile. So Very fragile. that's it. You let him be back for next season when he's fully healthy. Even if he comes back and he's slowly implemented, mm -hmm. doesn't mean he can go and run off and go to the Euros with us. Yeah. Um, well, Sam Marco, oh, one last thing uh, before we, <laughs> we end it off. Guys, 
usually hate when you see like an advertisement in a commercial, <laughs> but I think the advertisement we did with Antonio for Manscaped, I'm not even saying because we did it, dude, I think I watched that like 50 times because I think it was hilarious and we had to cut it short. We, we think we're going to pull multiple parts. We'll include it right now so you guys know what we're talking about if you didn't see it already. Antonio, would you say you have balls? What the hell are you to ask me if I have balls? Of course I've got balls. You might not have balls yourself. We're going to show you a bunch of different players and you tell us if they have balls or not. Sound good? Let me see. Oh, Nesta. Nesta's got big fucking pair of balls. I'm telling you. This guy can actually use a manscape. Oh, Balotelli. Balotelli's got balls. A nice freaking pair of balls. Oh, this guy, Sierrezette, he's got two little pelotas, tiny little balls. Oh, Conte. Oh, my God. He's got no balls and no d too. <laughs> Next, Cassano. Huge, huge balls. You're gonna need a couple hours to shave his balls. <laughs> The best. Look, everything you can share. I mean, don't make me show it. If you guys have balls, you must use Manscaped. Don't forget, use the code IFTV, 20%, 20% off, and free shipping too. Wow. I mean, how can you go wrong? Well, yeah. How funny was that? I want to see the blooper reel. You want to see the blooper? You don't yeah. want to see the blooper reel. <laughs> no, you don't want to. We asked them a lot more players. Let us know yeah, who you want to see in a part two. We're going to have a part two because we just asked them too many. And yeah. we thought Antonio was just going to say like, oh yeah, he's got balls, he's got no balls. He was but talking he gave, for an hour. He didn't stop talking. Hey, part two, we should get him on a beach with his manscape on the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> talking about his, who's oh got the balls, the oh manscape. Bro, even Balotelli's brother commented, enough commented on it. Like, uh, he was, was cracking up. Yeah, he's like, this guy's too funny. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah. It, was, it was 60 seconds of video. The recording was 10 minutes. Oh my God. Like, we're going we're gonna to have to put out a top, um, we're going to have to put out a part two. But too funny. Too funny. He had so much fun doing that. I can imagine. I saw how he was talking about the little pelotas. <laughs> he said that He's for ridiculous. Ronaldo. <laughs> He's ridiculous. Let us know any names. Any, anybody else that you want to hear uh, him say. We might have asked him already, and it might already be in the part yeah. two. But if there's a coach, a player. Anything. Anything, related really. to culture. Oh, I forgot one name. Ventura. Ooh. We didn't tell him Ventura. I don't want to bring Ventura. Don't even nah, give him any he might give a funny line. reaction. What we did, our <laughs> strategy behind like asking him the questions was just, let's just throw everything and see what what's going to stick yeah, yeah. with him. Like we didn't know who he was going to go crazy for yeah, and who well, is not. What's his trigger? Yeah. Well, I think we all knew who his biggest trigger was. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love we had to bleep good. him. We had to bleep him out because he got, he got a little bit too wild yeah. at times. He doesn't, he doesn't know. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But it was funny. Yeah. It was all in good fun. At the end of the day, you can't take stuff too seriously. No, no. He's talking about performance. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about oh, performance. So Antonio <laughs> went a little. In order to perform, you need to make sure that you take care of yourself That's and you true. manscape. Exactly. You know? And right. you're, you're going to help all these fine young men out there. That need to use <laughs> a little manscape with, yeah, right, with a dude. discount code, right? IFTV. IFTV for 20% off, off and free shipping. And free, free shipping. shipping sure. you, get a, you get a lot. You get a lot. You're, yeah. And you're slimming down, so now you're going to manscape oh, a little. It gets it. hot out. I got a 10. Hot. I got a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, watch out for your ladies over here. You got Mrs. Steal Your, uh, steal your girl. girl. Steal Your Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but guys, I think we said everything. This is the most civil podcast that we had. It was incredible. Everyone agreed. We had our arguments. If we didn't agree, we just basically talked over them. Uh, kind of didn't politely. enjoy it. It wasn't enough fighting. Yeah, you guys <laughs> want to go missing, Antonio. You guys want to go play foosball? 
Oh, there's gonna we'll be there's gonna intensity. be some fighting we'll for sure. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Like Marco said before, we're gonna have Mike, and then we're gonna have Elijah back to back Champions League live streams, and then we'll see you uh, for the Roma game versus Ajax. April 16th, Hopefully they go through. Culture drop. Make That's sure you right. get your stuff, guys. As always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys. Ciao.